Welcome to Impacting Jamaica, the Independence Edition, where we shine the spotlight on positive developments since independence in 1962 and the way forward for Jamaica. We also highlight positive happenings, activities, projects and investments at every level across every sector to inspire, motivate and excite people everywhere. Impacting Jamaica, the Independence Edition is powered by JN Bank. My guest is Mr. Earl Jarrett, Chief Executive Officer of the Financial Conglomerate, the Jamaican National Group. He's a distinguished public servant and serves in several capacities, including the pivotal role of Chairman of the Electoral Commission of Jamaica. Welcome to the program, Mr. Jarrett. Thank you so much, Mr. Buckley. Thank you for having me. Mr. Jarrett, from your vantage point as a corporate leader, and a citizen with a nationalistic outlook. What is your vision of Jamaica over the next decade following the country's um, 60th independence anniversary this year? Uh, at 60, one would expect that the country would have um, grown somewhat. Uh, in fact, we have grown significantly uh, from a political point of view. We have a mature democracy. Um, we also have infrastructure and institutions uh, that are capable of being leveraged uh, to go to the next stage. As you know, uh, the last 60 years of uh, political independence has not been an easy one. Um, the economy has suffered significant shocks with the oil crisis of the 1970s and the political polarization of that period, which saw many, many of our, our people uh, migrating to other territories. Uh, but now we are at a stage where I believe we can now uh, focus on, on the next stage of our, of our life. Uh, and for me, one of those uh, the, the, the critical components of Jamaica's future is the people of Jamaica and, the, and how we treat those people. Uh, so in that context, uh, education has to be at the forefront of what we want to do. Uh, in that we are now in this world of what we call the fourth industrial revolution, where it's your intellectual and, and mental energy, uh, which will be the determinant of success, rather than the period in the past where it was our physical energy um, related to the agrarian society that we had, that was the base of our development. And so, for me, Jamaica has to focus a lot on education, a lot on particularly early childhood education and maternal health, and also uh, work at uh, you know, establishing a, a significant role in the global space. When you say education, though, can you spell it out for us? Because one of the criticism is that our educational system has been narrow and has not been broad enough. In, in other words, it is more it is more training that our people need after the education, but there is not is there is inadequate training. How would you respond to that, particularly in the private sector? Well, at the, at, the, at the first stage, one needs to have numeracy and literacy. Um, and one needs to have children who are well-nourished, with their brains ready to accept the information. After you pass numeracy and literacy, you can, you can literally train yourself into any area. And, and in today's day and age, um, almost every area now requires uh, some training. The days of even if one looks at, say, a mechanic um, 20 years ago, you know, give a man a spanner and a, and a, and a you know, hammer, and mm -hmm. off he goes. Today, it's all about information technology. 
but to get there, you have to be able to be numerate and literate. And for the, the job now is to get the early childhood stages uh, well covered uh, so that we can benefit from primary and secondary and university education. So for me, if we can deal with, the, with that early stage, um, and early childhood development is not just numeracy and literacy, but it's also building confidence in young people um, so that they can now go forward with the confidence that is required. Because what I've seen in the past is that many Jamaicans are capable but lack confidence and they don't have a, and we don't necessarily have a good sense of our personal identity. Um, and I believe that we need to spend some time uh, in that area. Okay. What about, the other, what about the other era? You mentioned in, in your introductory statement about early childhood, about nourishment and, 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 yes. and nutrition. Is, is that yes. also yes. part of your vision that's, going that's forward? All, that's all part of the early childhood development. So the, the, the focus has to be now maternal health, um, the, the early childhood development, and of course the health of our people um, generally. Uh, as we have seen in recent years, uh, chronic disease has become a, a big part of the uh, problem in Jamaica. And, uh, you know, chronic diseases are very expensive to treat, and the, the, the country does not have all the resources or enough of the resources uh, to deal with the chronic illnesses. And therefore, it, is, it behoves us all uh, to take good care of ourselves and to adopt healthy lifestyles uh, in, going, in the years, you know, you know as, we, as we develop in the country. And, and I believe um, we have seen successive Ministry of Health uh, have been focusing on that. On the economy side, um, we're a small island state, small island state open to uh, international uh, you know, influences. We have to sell something to the rest of the world and we have to import a lot. And therefore, Jamaica needs to uh, sort of recognize that reality and put in place policies and procedures to internationalize the country. In other words, uh, see how we can achieve greater levels of trade, how we can encourage other persons to come here to pursue their trade um, and, you know, diversify the economy. Uh, you know, the creative sector is ripe for exploitation or exploration, I should say, uh, and we need to, we need to do that. Uh, and when I say creative sector, we have to talk about the music and the arts and so forth, but, we, but even the, the, the information technology sector. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh, we, we need to explore that some more and play a greater role in the international uh, capital uh, of, of creativity. Can I just explore it a little bit? Um, for example, in the, in the, in the BPO sector, we, we hear the observation that um, our people is good at the entry level and so on, but but we are not we are not um, we are not high up on this on the scale on the hierarchy to to go into what you're talking about the whole matter of um, creating um, applications and so on. Where are, are we properly poised to move into that direction? Well, we. We need to we need to take certain steps to get there. In other words, Jamaica, as you rightly say, is not well poised. It's low on the index of um, uh, of, uh, of intellectual property registration. Uh, it's low on it's low in terms of the 
ratio of engineers to population to GDP, uh, it's low in those areas of that is critical uh, for countries uh, like ours. Uh, it's low in terms of the, the, the ratio of doctors to to, to population. Uh, you're quite right that we were we were uh, taught and trained to do uh, task work, uh, and 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 for Jamaica to really prosper, we have to now move to another level, and that will require uh, again solid education. It also requires uh, us, uh, you know, working with others internationally, uh, removing some of the barriers to to entry for persons from outside of Jamaica. We do have uh, pretty tough immigration rules. Uh, we do have pretty high customs rates. Uh, and these things will certainly need to be adjusted if we want to bring people into the country, to work with our people, to enhance the creativity of our Jamaican population. In fact, when you think about music, um, you know, our our reggae music is world known. It is it is the um, song of the, the reggae music uh, is actually the vehicle uh, mm -hmm. used by many to to Back promote their effort. products yeah. to uh, protest. In, in fact, recently mm -hmm. it was interesting to see <laughs> when those truckers in Canada had their protests. <laughs> uh, it was reggae music in the background playing. I I, I recall after the presidential elections in the United States. Yes. Um, in the background, I could hear a song being played, a Jamaican song, you know, so if you're trouble this man, it's going to be <laughs> you know? um, So, uh, you know, so we have created a universal product. Uh, language, yes. a product. And, um, and if you look at some of the American um, and, and European musicians and artists that come to Jamaica uh, to collaborate with our musicians and artists uh, and and so that is one element but but you know yeah, you know I'll, you know yeah. Earth, sorry to break in but you know that um i spoke to one of your corporate colleagues in this series yeah. in this series and he was he was he he, he 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 pointed out that perhaps we we need to perhaps give out the job <laughs> franchise out the job of marketing our our creative industry because we have it and as you just pointed out it's very 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 precious and valuable across the world but we're not maximizing we're not maximizing the benefits from it so maybe we're not good at marketing our own our own self and now a word from our sponsors Just like me tell Pinky, give GPS your number and then we'll send your text with them things here. So you can't stop, knock me door. What you mean? DM or call JPS and tell them to add your phone number to your account and you will know everything all the time. You're not for ask. Send your current contact information and always be in the know. Visit jpsgo.com for more info. 
From generation to generation, Jamaicans have depended on Jane Bank to make the pride and joy of providing a safe place for their families possible. Now, with no processing fees and no down payment mortgage options, you can open the door to your own sweet home, a legacy to hand to your next generation. Visit jnbank.com to get pre-approved today. JN Bank will help you find a way. Welcome back to our podcast. It's not just marketing. It goes to the rules of the society. Uh, so if you're bringing in um, the tools for creativity, like cameras and mixing boards and all that, yeah. those, those get no duty concession. There's no, those are treated almost like you know, consumer products and you have high mm-hmm. duty rates. Uh, for somebody to come here to um, to produce uh, music or to produce the arts or to work in um, in science and technology, uh, the work per- work work permit process is quite quite hard. And this is what I'm thinking that you know we need to look at recognizing that we're an international um, place, and we need to set rules that will enable persons from across the world to come here to live and to bring their money and to work here. Uh, these are things that we need to look at in the construct going forward. Um, if we continue to look at the old economy and set rules around the old economy, we will, we will stay as an old economy. And so my, my future Jamaica, or my, my optimism, or optimistic future Jamaica, or should I say, I don't want to use the word utopian Jamaica, uh, is one in which we recognize our international status. And we, we seek to bring people in and have our people go out if necessary. Uh, but it has to be a place where it's, it's hospitable to all. It's not just tourism hospitality, mm-hmm. but creative hospitality, money hospitality, uh, which would include finding a way in which we can encourage persons to bring their money here to invest in Jamaican assets. Um, you know, I often I do a bit of traveling, and sometimes I remember driving on the Pacific Coast um, in California and seeing these houses on the cliffs, uh, multi-million-dollar facilities. And I was thinking to myself, well, what what does the Pacific Coast have over our South Coast? You know, over the coast <laughs> yeah. to to St. Thomas. You know, we have white cliffs here as well too. Mm-hmm. Um, what would it take uh, to get? The development going in those parts, and part of it is simply uh, being able to uh, welcome people to yeah. live and work, yeah, yeah. Yes. and to and to ensure that the tools for creativity yeah. are easily accessible. Yeah. And of course, underpinning all of that is to make sure that people are sufficiently educated, uh, at least with the baseline numeracy literacy. Uh, after that. You know, you can train yourself. You, you have all kind of online uh, opportunities now to, for persons to be trained in, in whatever they want to do. Uh, you know, and so those are some of the things. And of course, Jamaica remains a great logistics site. And the 2030 plan um, is still relevant to my thinking. If we can find a way to, uh, to encourage that, encourage, because the logistics hub or the concept of the logistics hub was one in which you would really internationalize Jamaica and the shipping would take place to Jamaica. But to make that happen, there are many things that you need to do, including the things that we spoke about. Yes, yes. Um, I, I find it fascinating that you mentioned the, the idea of 
hospitality be infused in the society and not just as part of the tourism product because you're really saying if if we're if we're a hospitable destination for business eh for the creative yeah. industry and, yeah. and hospitable mean meaning making the policies welcome and so on I really find that uh, fascinating and it's something that um, perhaps where you sit, <laughs> you're probably <laughs> going to have to try and get that infused into our society so that we realize that hospitality is not just about the tourism industry, as important as that is, but it yes. is about um, a, a new way, a new way to um, transform and market our, our, our country. And, and, and the matter of the, um, the logistics hub. Uh, boy, we made a great fanfare of that um, a decade ago, and um, I mean, we're taking our slow, slow time. You know what's happening to us, though? Lo the nature of logistics is changing. Absolutely. And I wonder now if we're getting less behind or we're aware that we need to now change the training curriculum and all of that. There's still logistics, you know, but it is so much more, more automated and into AI and so on. What, what's your thinking on that? Well, I look at logistics from two points of view. Um, one is internal logistics, which is, you know, we're a country, we have to import our food, we have to import much of the use, and, and that process of um, receiving those goods, distributing them across the country, um, it would certainly have to be improved. You know, there is, one needs to think about whether it's economically best to uh, move goods across the country in small trucks uh, at tremendous cost, or whether one should look at a railway system or, or, or barging uh, certain items across the country. Uh, we also look at uh, you know the AIs and the whole warehouse things. Uh, most most distributors today uh, are miles behind um, distributors abroad. I, I remember many years ago visiting a warehouse in, in the United States, and um, you know back then they were it was the early days of technology, but they were far advanced over many facilities here in Jamaica, the, the, the infusion of the technology, the infusion of robotics uh, in the warehouse drives down the cost of operations. And those are things that we need to look at uh, you know, as we go forward to certainly reduce the cost of the end product to the consumer. So that's the internal side. Um, uh, you know, externally, uh, Jamaica still has a geographic location, which is ideal. We do have um, fantastic uh, uh, port facilities and airport facilities, and you know, in that regard, you know, the, the idea of, to, of the 2030 plan was that uh, in that the, the Panama Canal, as you recall, would have been expanded, and there would be post-Panama vessels, which the idea was that they would come to Jamaica and you know move around uh, the, the, the large shipments into smaller vessels that would then take it up to the Atlantic, to you know, the rest of Europe or, or the Caribbean and South American space. Um, that is, the, I mean, we do have com competition now. Other countries have, have jumped in that space, including the very United States itself uh, uh, with the ports of, uh, in Florida mm -hmm. and, uh, you know, and others. Uh, but there's still a space for us, and, and there are some companies in Jamaica uh, that are doing a fantastic job in that regard. I, I think I can only think of the, um, you know, uh, Jamaica producers and its investment in port facilities, the work of the Port Authority uh, in, ex in, 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 in dredging the harbor and, and negotiating contracts. Um, okay. But, but there are 
there are certain basics in Jamaica that needs to be dealt with. And I remember um, back in the day, we were also thinking about what are the laws that we need to amend to be able to deliver uh, fully on the on the on the dream of Jamaica being a logistics hub. And one of those would think, and, and I can only but think of, you know, we have a we have a set a set of laws that were developed uh, many many years ago by by the British. Uh, we assumed, and um, and over time, many of them have not been updated. I can I can recall uh, if you go to a hotel and you look on the wall, and it, it, there's reference to the hotel and keep us at. <laughs> it refers to, to the hotel being liable for uh, up to, I don't remember how much dollars, but uh, yeah. a couple of hundred dollars and, the, and your horse and carriage. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and I'm certain if I go to many of the laws, you find many of them that have need to be updated. Right. And to me, to me, the foundation for development really starts with the rules of the society. Yeah. As we saw when, when we had this situation where the the, the debt to GDP was high and we had to go to the IMF. One of the things that they did instantly was to come in and to pass new rules. Right. Uh, that restricted the government's ability to operate outside of the fiscal fiscal arrangements that were put in place. But, 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 and, even the, and so what we need to do is to do a similar thing for the uh, growth side of the country. Identify those laws that impact on growth. Yeah, my comment was going to be that uh, we seem to only react in an emergency situation as we did for those laws for the debt to GDP um, issue. But we need to rigorously, I don't hear the the legislators, the Ministry of Industry and Commerce talking about um, those things you mentioned a while ago. So, you know, if we're really serious about, you know, going forward in this fast changing um, fourth revolution world, <laughs> yeah. they were going to have to move and adjust the, the legislation accordingly. So you are identifying also some legislative changes to support the um, whatever growth we, we anticipate in the next decade. Absolutely. Absolutely. You can't just the emergency needs are, are fixing um, basic mm-hmm. needs, you know, uh, with, you know, housing and, and, and so forth, but it has to be to enable is the achievement of a vision. And I guess we need to probably, as a country, uh, properly decide what that vision is going to be. Um, you know, <laughs> I have articulated some thoughts mm-hmm. with you now, yeah. uh, but as, as, you know, that's just me. But your country has to have a national content success. So what's the vision? As we had with the electoral system in Jamaica, where the both parties agree that this is what we need to do. Um, and you know, in a similar way, we need to look at our future, and both parties agree to some non-negotiables. Uh, and, you know, we are in power. If we are going to focus on these things. There's no political advantage to the game by by doing certain specific things which are fundamental to the uh, development of our country. It's interesting that you mentioned that because our electoral system is one of our achievements, I think, um, over the last uh, 60 years. It stands out across the world. Absolutely. Yes, and it shows that we can do it if we have to. But again, we were were under emergency conditions, you know. And and that is why, why, you know, if we take seriously um, the country and we expand the viral discussions into 
the Jamaica strategic direction discussion. Um, that's a way forward. How do you, I know I'm putting you on the spot because of where you sit, like the commission, but how do we, how, how are we able as a country to, going forward to, 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 to take that very royal accord um, approach and get it going forward? To me, that should not depend on either the prime minister or the opposition calling for a meeting. Civil society should have a role almost saying, well, guys, um, our next meeting is due now, and we are instructing you to call this meeting. That should not be depending on either political leaders. From where you sit looking forward, how can we improve on, on, on civil society impacting the politics or the governance? Well, I, as you know, um, you know, there was a study done some years ago. I think it was um, the Center for Governance and Leadership, um, I think. Professor Waller was a part of that project, yes. uh, where they looked at the factors uh, that impact Jamaica. And one of the biggest factors was the issue of trust. People just don't trust anybody, they don't even trust their family. And so one of the jobs that we have to do to get to that place where civil society and everybody comes around the table is that we have to develop um, the trust among our people. Uh, and there are, you know, there, there are just like in a conflict zone sometimes, you need to uh, have specific targeted programs to build trust, okay. uh, you know, which, would, which could be mediation sessions. Uh, because we do, have a, we do have, as you know, many churches which are civil society organizations. We do have uh, many NGOs uh, doing various things. So you do have solid engagement by the Jamaican citizenry in narrow areas. And so if we can find a way to get the country moving as one, that would certainly be a good thing. Yeah, I think that's, uh, that's probably a good note for us to end on. And um, I just want to say that uh, uh, Vision 2030, that's just eight years away now. And if we pause to, to review where we are, it seems like we have to do a sprint towards the end. And yes. some of the things you mentioned here, I think um, are, are, are good guideposts along the way as we seek to make our country um, uh, a place to live and work and raise families yes. <laughs> in, in eight years' time. Yes, you know? indeed. indeed. But it's not impossible. Um, once you have the will, you can certainly get there. All right, thank you very much, Mr. Jarrett. It was a fascinating discussion. Thank you, too. Thank you. Thank you very much. You have just come to the end of another episode of Impacting Jamaica, the Independence Edition. Do join us again for another in the series on SoundCloud, Google Podcast, Spotify, Audible, Podcast Addict, or on Stitcher. Impacting Jamaica, the Independence Edition, is powered by JN Bank.